is in the spotlight where we shine the light on college students, our lived experiences in the research to help us thrive. We're coming to you from the Clemson Honors College as part of CCARE, a special research group in the Creative Inquiry Program. I'm Taryn Witherspoon, a junior biological sciences major and sociology minor. Welcome back friends. My name is Ashley Larkins and I'm a junior genetics major here at Clemson. Hello everyone, my name is Aaron, and I am a junior computer science major and philosophy minor at Clemson. What's up y'all, my name is Jason, and I'm a computer science major and a political science and cybersecurity minor at Clemson. So how are we all doing today on a scale of one to five? So I would say I'm at a four, uh, probably because nothing, nothing um, difficult has happened today, but I am getting busier as the semester continues on. So I'm trying to wrap up some projects and my day is going well, but I, I am pretty busy. I would say that I'm also at about a four. My day has been pretty good. I'm really looking forward to our break coming up, but I'm also a little hungry right now. So <laughs> just have to bear with me. I feel <laughs> just that. Just kidding. <laughs> but. Well, I... I'm at a five. And this is very rare for me. I usually have something holding me back. But <laughs> today, I wash my hair. I'm ready for this podcast. I'm ready to play at a concert tonight Yay. for my jazz band, playing the drum set. And I'm really excited for that. And um, I don't have any projects due too soon. <laughs> Just one exam Friday. And it doesn't seem like it'll be too hard. So I'm doing pretty good. There's always a project on the horizon. Yes, there is. <laughs> But I would say I'm about a 4.9. Like, I'm doing very, very well. I had a debate tournament a couple weekends ago, a few events the last couple weeks. That's been a lot of fun. The only reason it's not a 5 is that I have a flight leaving from Atlanta tomorrow that departs. I have to be boarded at 5.35 a.m. And the airport's approximately two hours from our college. So tomorrow's going to be a little rough in the morning. But otherwise, I'm doing great. So you really mean tonight. <laughs> yeah. Yes, leaving my apartment sometime between 3 and 4 a.m. Oh but... <laughs> so for the last several weeks, we've been researching time management and work overload in relation to college students. And we're going to talk about this topic with you today. To start off for everyone in the studio, how do you feel about your workload? What are you involved in? Taryn, let's get this ball rolling. So um, at the beginning of the semester, I had a lot more time than I do now. It was weird how that worked out to where my classes were not giving me a lot of assignments or a lot of homework in the beginning. But now it seems like my exams are all stacking up to be in the last three weeks of the semester. And it's a lot. Um, so that's how my classes are going and how my workload looks like for classes. But as far as what I'm involved in, I'm involved in two research projects, one in political science and then one in bioengineering. I'm involved in the CI. I plan an entrepreneurship competition, and then I'm also a statistics TA. But of all the involvement, we're definitely your favorite, right? Oh, for sure. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Everything's always considered, you know, in addition to the CI. Yes. <laughs> um, um, so as for me, I would say... As far as workload goes, this semester I feel like I've had a lot better grasp on just how to study and manage my time. So overall, workload has felt pretty um, easy to manage for the most part. Um, and then for involvement, in addition to the CI, I'm also doing research in the Human Genetics Lab 
at Clemson. I'm involved in CU Singers, which is a choir here. And I run Kindness Rocks Club, which is a lot of fun. We had an event today. And then I also have a blog and YouTube channel, so. Yeah, everybody else here, you know, maybe more involved than I am. I, I, I'm a little more laid back this semester, you know. That's a good way to Trying be. To, I think this semester is really my, you know, semester to get my time management together. Um, so, yeah, I'm involved in Clemson's jazz band, as I mentioned earlier. We have a concert. Um, I'm obviously involved in the CI. We don't have to mention that. Um, Taryn didn't mention the National Scholars Program. I think that's an involvement. That is an involvement. Um, I participate, participated in a few hackathons uh, and working on different personal projects. And I was more involved in cybersecurity and philosophy club. But this year, I took a little bit of a back seat. Next semester, I'm coming back stronger than ever. He's coming back. <laughs> coming back. The comeback. <laughs> comeback season. But yeah. Yeah. I'm not in National Scholars, but I'm a scholar inside a nation. So basically the same thing. <laughs> yeah, the same thing. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I am involved in debate club here at Clemson. Um, I also am involved in cybersecurity club, though I don't as go to those meetings as frequently. Um, and in addition to my regular classes, there's one class I take that's about moot court which is essentially reading Supreme Court cases and handling a mock um, case of your own, which I really enjoy. But this semester has definitely been, things were relatively calm towards the beginning. In the middle, you realize you have all of your end of semester projects mm -hmm. due in like a two week span. Yeah. It's about a week of like pure panic. And then things <laughs> have calmed down since then. So it's been a pretty good semester for me. Um, oh, I am also a TA, which is, segues us perfectly right into our first topic. Uh, see what I did there? Basically a professional. Ah, yes, I love that. <laughs> of uh, working in, in college. So Aaron and I, I believe it was Aaron and I. No, it was Ashley and I. Yes. Both have A's in the beginning of your name. So. <laughs> Same person. <laughs> Ashley and I read an article about working in college and how it affects your GPA. And so a couple of the interesting things in this article were that when you the more you work, the more negative impacts are on your GPA. So working less than 20 hours, you see a slight drop in your GPA. More than 20 hours, um, you see a more significant drop. And that freshmen in particular are very vulnerable to this. Mm -hmm. So we're gonna see what everyone kind of thinks about this or what you guys' thoughts are on working in general. Yes, and in that article, uh, it is called Overworked, an Observation of the Relationship Between Student Employment and Academic Performance by Logan. And um, I definitely think that working as a freshman would make it really difficult to get involved. Mm -hmm. I didn't work, I had the luxury of not having to work my freshman year. And I know that it gave me a lot more time to dedicate to clubs and research and the things that I really wanted to do. I know that in our one of our discussions, you all talked about the effects of working off campus as well in the way that that takes you away from campus, uh, the campus involvement that you could be involved in. Right, and then that theory that you're referring to in this article, they called that the involvement theory, which was basically this idea that if you're involved in something like being a TA on campus, or you are working in your research lab, or really anything that connects you to campus, it's gonna be a lot more of a positive experience because you are gaining stuff for your resume, but you're also 
still feeling like you're connected to the community, you're not being taken away. So there is opportunity to connect with faculty and that sort of thing as well. Yeah, one of the other interesting variables that came up, though they didn't have it in their study, was they talked about that they believe that jobs relating to your major or what you do might have a more beneficial um, effect on your GPA. That's why like, I would recommend TAing or jobs that involve like your academic discipline because they're a great way to make a little bit of money if you're not looking for a full-time job, but still be involved in learning and reinforcing the knowledge that you've gathered. Um, another important thing about this, just time management in general that you'll see as we go through this podcast, is a lot of it is about trade-offs. So you have to recognize that when you're in high school, things are a bit easier. And when you get to college, even if you were able to do everything in high school, you're probably not going to be able to do everything mm -hmm. and certainly not at like a level of depth. So things like, for example, working versus classes, you might feel that in the like, you might be in a position where you actually want the money more than like that slight GPA boost. And that's like fine. But you need to understand that these are like the value judgments that you're making and not think that you can have a 4.0 and work 20 hours and be involved in seven clubs <laughs> because these things just aren't realistic. Which I think is kind of why they're bringing up how this is so detrimental for freshmen to be working so many hours. Because as a freshman, I think with these trade-offs, you have to like slowly learn each thing. So it's like you have to slowly learn first, how long are my classes gonna take me? How much time am I gonna need to spend on these each week? Okay, I have a good idea of that. Now I'm gonna build off that so I can get involved in a club. And once I'm involved in this one club, how much time is that gonna take? And then from there, you can just keep building until you get to a point that feels okay. But trying to like take in all of those experiences at once, I think is, can be a little bit detrimental. I agree. It can definitely be overwhelming to overcommit yourself coming into college because there's so many things that you will want to get involved in over the course of the four years or four plus years that you're here. And I think for me, I did overcommit a little bit freshman year to things. And now I see like emails that I get that I would like to participate in new things, but I really don't have the room to do that. Uh, I know that for me, the TAing job that I have now in the statistics uh, department is really good. It gives me a few hours of connecting with the students and I get to learn more about statistics. So it's really good for me. But I know that that is like very a very personal experience for how my job has gone on campus. I know that Ashley, you were an RA, which is much different, I think, than being a TA. Right. I think when it comes to on-campus jobs, it's a lot about what you see yourself. Is your job going to allow you to just fit this into small pockets of your day? Or is this going to be something that is a huge time commitment? And I think for me, being an RA, I was most excited about it so that I could connect with students. And that was the biggest thing for me, especially freshmen. I just really wanted to be a voice in the lives of freshmen. But then the job itself just required a lot of things behind the scenes that took me away from why I really wanted to be in that job. And so I think you just have to be careful with jobs on campus because this was also something where I was on call on weekends and nights. So that also took me away from my community since I was forced to like be um, in my residence hall. So it's just important to consider like what's going to be important to you and is your job going to take you away from the things that you want to really be spending time doing. Yeah, and on the topic of 
jobs relating to your major, one of the things I wish I had taken more advantage of um, was TAing in some of my computer science classes. I feel like I had an opportunity to do that a few times, and I saw some of my friends. I was like, no, I'm good. But then I ended up having extra time in my semester, and I feel like there were a lot of computer science students that I could have connected with, um, a lot of things in health I could have helped uh, offered to other people that I didn't really get the opportunity to do. So also don't let your fear of thinking, I'm not gonna be able to handle all the things, cloud your judgment too much. Because um, you may, you have to really take an honest look at your schedule and you may mm-hmm. um, also think like, oh, I'm committed to a whole bunch of things, but you're really not. <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, that's just something to consider. Yeah, and I think coming back to how the article touched on freshmen, both what Ashley said about community and what Aaron said about knowing your schedule, I think is important for that. Because when you come in as a freshman, you won't have a good sense right away of what the workload for your major looks like or what your situation is going to be. So getting a job right away, if you don't financially have to, um, can be a bad decision for that reason because you don't know what your hours are going to look like and that can really mess you up. I think there's also an element of when you're a freshman, you're still trying to find or build your community. So one being away at working hours can kind of take you out of like building up that safe, that um, social group that you need to make it through college. Or if you already found a social group, when you have to work in addition to doing school, in addition to wanting to like get to know these people better because you've just met them, I think that creates a lot more tension and makes it tougher Mm -hmm. than in older years where you might be more secure in your friendships and your social groups. Um, So that's just something to keep in mind. I definitely think being involved outside of classes is a big motivator for me. And I know that motivation was definitely something that we talked about. And there was an article uh, that Nicole Lakich wrote uh, on the relationship between academic motivation, self-esteem, and academic procrastination in college students. And I know that for me, one of my biggest motivators in college is um, just being involved. So like my involvement keeps me really interested in my classes it makes me enjoy college even more. I have some future long-term goals of going to graduate school, things along that line, but I definitely think that my involvement keeps me motivated and encouraged about my classes. I don't know if that's the case for any of you, but that's that's how I feel about my involvement on campus. Yeah, it definitely does, and I think that brings us to like one of the key points in that article, which is the distinction between intrinsic and extrinsic motivation. So intrinsic motivation is when you're motivated to do something kind of just for the sake of it or because you want to. So this is like, I really enjoy, say, the law, so I really want to read a case because I think it's interesting. And extrinsic motivation is more like I'm motivated by some outside factor. So either in high school, like maybe your parents are like, you can't do this until you've finished your work, or you're afraid of facing a problem if your grade drops. That would be like an extrinsic motivation. And what that article found is that Intrinsic motivation is much better at getting us to stop procrastinating than extrinsic motivation. So when you're thinking about how to organize your schedule, what you want to do, obviously you can't always take classes you love. There'll be classes in your major that you're going to hate or that you'll feel like are not related to what you want to do. But when you can to try and center or have a good load of classes that you really are interested in, because those classes will be easier to motivate yourself for and to do the work. Yeah, even in those classes that um, I don't like, I try to just look and find ways in which is helping me become the kind of person I want to be or like where I can take some of the skills or whether it's social skills working with a group 
I know a lot of times some classes are censored around group projects and I'm like, oh, this is stupid. When well, no, I don't want to do this. Um, but I think like learning those social skills, I came to realize like I'm going to need these social skills to go into this job that I want to do. Right. Um, and, you know, ace these interviews and stuff like that. So sometimes it's important to look for um, mm-hmm. where those things can help you accomplish your goals. I think, too, when it comes to intrinsic motivation or intrinsic motivators, sometimes those things, like Jason was saying, they're not always present. So you have to take a class for your major. It's just something you have to do. And it's not maybe necessarily something that is super important or interesting to you. But a lot of times when I find myself in those places where it's hard to motivate myself to do something or I don't really see any reward right away from taking this class or being in this um having to do this project with my you know this random group but um a lot of times when I feel that way I'll feed myself with positive stories so um that's like reminding yourself of the long-term goal of like what where you see yourself in the future like oh I'm gonna work in this job and like this is helping me get there um But also just reminding myself that, like, I'm capable of this and just things like that to motivate myself to do it. And like Taryn was saying, involving myself in things that I do enjoy is going to allow me to focus better when it's actually time to, like, sit down and do my work. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And I think one of the hardest parts for me of the transition from high school to college was losing a lot of that extrinsic motivation so my parents are not with me in college my friends who are doing really well in classes I may not be able to to know what other people what grades other people are getting so I have to really motivate myself to go to class to learn and to do well because there is no really there's really not a ranking system in college so there's no way to really keep yourself extrinsically motivated in college so then you have to find a way to be intrinsically motivated Mm -hmm. which I think is difficult (laughs) yeah I think that online classes really revealed (laughs) to me where most of my motivation (laughs) (laughs) I think that I have intrinsic motivation but I think the motivation to actually call me to action was oftentimes the extrinsic motivation of whenever a deadline approaches all of a sudden I'm productive (laughs) when I hadn't been before. And what happens is that instead of me working towards things that like, basically I'm only ever motivated by deadlines. And so if somebody doesn't have a deadline, (laughs) I don't do it. So (laughs) like a club meeting, I'm like, well, there's no deadline associated with that club meeting. So do I really need to go? (laughs) Um, And that ends up in me not pursuing different types of leisure. And that is something, uh, we talked a lot about. I know Taryn has the article. Yes, <laughs> name I do. Of that one. I do. So we read an article. Aaron and I read this article on leisure, and we had a really good uh, discussion in class about it, and and before just him and I. But it's called "Take a Selfie of Life: A Qualitative Exploration of College Students' Self Reflection on Free Time Use and Personal Values" by Chin and the uh, other at all other authors as well. But um. Yeah, so we we talked for a while about leisure. There's three types of leisure that was found in that article, casual leisure, project-based leisure, and serious leisure. So some examples of casual leisure are like watching Netflix, scrolling on social media, any type of like short-lived pleasure that is uh, rewarding, but not 
deeply rewarding, just something that can give you that that short-term reward. And then project-based leisure can have be like an examples of that are uh, any type of like creative undertaking. So maybe planning a Halloween party for you and your friends, something that'll give you a little bit more of that feeling of, of reward for that activity. But it's not, you know, necessarily deeply fulfilling. But then they had the serious leisure, which which is more along the lines of volunteering, um, any type of like faith-based projects, something that'll give you those deep feelings of reward. Yeah, and I think it's important to recognize with this and both with procrastination that, and I'm not advocating for being lazy here, <laughs> but some of your work does not matter as much as you think it matters, especially if you're someone who is who tends to be perfectionist. So you will get working classes that is, like if you're writing a research paper, that's important, obviously. But you'll get working classes that is busy work, um, that is tedious, filling out like paperwork type things. And I think it's important to recognize those where you don't have the intrinsic motivation and understand when it isn't going to affect your grade in certain classes because there will be classes like that. And then think about how you're going to use that time. So this casual leisure or project-based leisure, these are ways that like instead of focusing um, completely on your schoolwork and trying to get 100 on a project which will not affect your grade, which does not matter, you can do these kinds of things and they can help improve your overall well-being, which mm -hmm. will help you when it does matter in classes. For sure. I think that, Aaron, you've talked a lot about reducing casual leisure for more fulfilling types of leisure. Yes. Um, in the article that you mentioned, they basically did time journals. The, the students inside the uh, study, they did time journals and they realized how much of their time was actually spent doing a lot of casual leisure and not even spent on working. So it's the case of many people that they're focusing and being perfectionists um, and they truly are like always kind of doing work and never taking that time to engage in leisure. And then you have the flip side of that where you're engaging a lot of casual leisure. You're not even realizing that you are. And so then you think you're always working and stuff like that, but it's really just, you wasted all the time in casual leisure, now using the time you have left to do your work. And I think you also don't get fulfilled from those casual leisure moments. You don't feel like you're working towards who you wanna be. It's not motivated by your intrinsic motivation. Um, and so I recently just started planning out every single aspect of my day, when I'm gonna eat, when I'm gonna sleep, where I'm gonna do things, what assignments I'm gonna do when, and that for me was kind of like that time journal because I started to realize just how much I just engaged in a lot of casual leisure and didn't do the things that I always wanted to do and how much I could have done in those days. And then like, mm -hmm. if I have schedule, I'm gonna do all the assignments. And then that whole time I'm scrolling through YouTube, <laughs> I realized like, wow, I wasted a few hours yeah. <laughs> in my day not doing work. And this is why tomorrow when my friends ask, hey, you wanna go hang out? or mm -hmm. anything like that, I'm like, oh, sorry guys, I have this project to do <laughs> that I didn't work on yesterday because I was on YouTube. Mm -hmm. So it kind of shows you where your time is actually going and it's not going to maybe your assignments, it could be going to all the casual leisure activities that you're engaged in. Yeah, this is like, I like activities like, for example, intramurals, because for me, that provides like a structured time during the week when you cannot work, you're with friends doing a group activity 
And I think that's incredibly positive to have some time like that. Obviously, I think some people are better at managing their time more on the fly. I know for me, there are certain things that I need to structure into my schedule, whether it's I'll work on this project during these times and these times only, so it doesn't like start taking over my life and making me freak out, or I'll do leisure during this time and this time just to make sure that I have some time to relax during the week. But I just think that having a structured time, at least occasionally, where you're not doing work no matter what, or I shouldn't say no matter what, unless it's an extreme <laughs> circumstance, um, is very good. Yeah, I think so too. Which, which intramural sports did you do? I did intramural basketball, volleyball, um, soccer, indoor soccer. And it's a lot of fun. I would highly recommend intramurals or something like that, especially because in those types of art, of environments, it tends to be low stress. Mm -hmm. So you're all working together towards a goal. But it's not like if you lose an intramurals, <laughs> you're going to be in big trouble or you're not going to be able to get a job or something right. like that. It's just time to like work together towards a goal, but not a goal that's critical mm, to like yes. your success in life. I think that's a great example of a type of leisure that you can place in your life in college that you can depend on to be there to give you some of that stress relief naturally. Yeah. And we read an article relating to this. <laughs> Um, title, An Examination of Stress in College Students Over the Course of a Semester. For those of you wondering, we have been practicing our segues, apparently. <laughs> We're um, advanced. <laughs> so, yeah, um, the study kind of found that general physical activity is a really good reducer of stress um, compared to, say, more intense cardiovascular um, activities when it comes to reducing perceived stress, test anxiety, and personal burnout. So yeah. That's interesting. I know, Ashley, you work out a lot. <laughs> Do you feel like that is a part of leisure for you and like a way to reduce that stress, like Aaron was saying? I think for me, it, in some ways, it depends on the type of workout I'm doing or like exercise I'm doing. So if I'm doing exercise that, or I'm choosing to do something that is going to be a nice break for my day, it's not super strenuous, but it's enough to just like get my heart pumping, I guess, then I really enjoy that. And so for me, a lot of times that's just like going on a run or a lot of times I'll work out in my room just because I don't have to go to the gym. I can just like sweat in my room. But I would say that that is fulfilling in some ways because a lot of times for me, I'll hit like an afternoon slump or in the morning I wake up really tired. And usually for me, exercise is something that kind of wakes me back up. So I usually use exercise as a form of, in a, some ways, motivation because it's a break for me. So if I've been studying all day at my desk, it just gets me to get up for a little bit. And then I feel more prepared to get back into working. Yeah, I definitely... Um, enjoy exercise as well. I don't do it as much during the semester. During COVID when I was at home though, I would have like a daily exercise routine. And it was good to have like a time where you're not focused on thinking about anything specific. Yeah. Because I feel like exercise is um, immersive enough that you have to focus on it so you, your mind can't wander all over the place. Um, and it really gives you like a chance to have some off time. 
I know some people are more into exercise. Uh, my brother used to exercise at Fike at like five or six in the morning <laughs> on school days when no. he was here. Couldn't be. I, I'm not about that life, but <laughs> but definitely having some time is a good thing. Yeah. How do you all? How does everyone here really like make time for those things? Because I know that sometimes I look at my schedule mm-hmm. and I'll see that I have room. But I won't sign up for the intramural sports. I won't go outside for a run because I feel like I do not have time. And that's my perceived Mm -hmm. availability, not necessarily the time that I do have. And I think that part of it is really how Aaron said, you know, when you start cutting out that casual leisure, you have a lot more time than you think you do. Mm -hmm. But I just know that I have a hard time sometimes putting leisure into my schedule. So how does everyone really allow themselves to put that leisure time into your schedule? I think that Aaron brought up a good point earlier about how he was saying like he schedules out like the specific times that he's going to do things. Because I know for me, like when I look at my class schedule and I start with that base schedule, when it comes to like exercise, I know like, okay, I have these blocks on these days. So I'm going to work out in the morning before class, but on Tuesday and Thursday, I'm maybe going to work out in the afternoon. So then I block that time in like it's a class. And then when it comes to like other types of leisure, it might be something like, okay, I'm only going to allow myself to work on homework or assignments until 930. And then after 930, that last 30 minutes of my day is going to be so I can read a book things like that. But I feel like as long as you have your time blocked out with exactly what you kind of hope to do, or at least some sort of plan, it helps you eliminate the time that you're spending on casual leisure because you're like, oh, I told myself I was going to, you know, go for a run during this time. So you're not most likely going to pull up YouTube. Yeah, I have a lot of good friends that drag me into most of my <laughs> most of my leisure time, which I'm really thankful for. But in terms of like individual leisure, I would say I wouldn't use myself as a good example because I don't exactly follow the advice in these articles. Personally, I do more of like I'll do work or I'll be working and then I'll reach a point where I'm so frustrated with work and that's where I'll go for a walk. Or I'll go do something else, go the to the life gym or something. The sciences. Yeah. <laughs> After trying to get the program to run for like four hours. <laughs> but I think that's definitely a situation where if I did have more time planned in or if I better structured my time and said, you know what, after an hour or two, I'm going to go do some physical activity instead of waiting until I was at the absolute breaking point, <laughs> I think that would be good. Yeah. And I think that was what everyone's saying is what we talked about, about like, planning wisely instead of just managing your time. I think we say time management, everybody knows what that means. But when you get to college, there becomes a difference between I'm going to put these things in my schedule and I need to intentionally include time for leisure. I need to intentionally put in my calendar time for my classes and when I'm going to study and when I'm going to do homework. And I think that planning wisely is something that we all had to learn over time. And it's not necessarily something that you come in with as a freshman. And I think there are a few um, things that are considered, I think I now consider leisure that I did not consider leisure. And I, I almost viewed it as something that was very stressful and something like that wouldn't be pleasing for me to do. Like I started reading a lot more 
And I used to love reading. And I was like, now I look at reading and I'm like, oh, I only read like assigned books and assigned things. <laughs> I don't read just for pleasure. But now I think in my schedule, I say like by seven in the day, I can no longer do work because that's just how I am. Mm-hmm. And so I just schedule like me time. It's like a giant block of me time. And I do whatever. <laughs> and sometimes in that block of me time, I put read a book or like a specific book I want to read. So I just read. And it actually is very relaxing for me. And the, the next day, I feel very energized to be able to do things. And if I had watched YouTube the whole time, I don't think the same would be said. Because mm-hmm. I didn't really learn anything. It wasn't, um, I don't think, good for me. I think you both brought up a good point, too, on how leisure in college isn't something that's necessarily going to just come naturally to you. If you're not being really intentional with your time and really making time for these different leisure activities or making time for yourself, you're just not going to get it because you're going to overschedule yourself or the day is just going to get away from you. Things just come up. And I think it's important to protect that time that you have established for yourself. Um, And if you're not coming into college being aware of that and trying your best to protect that time for yourself, I think it can be very easy to just get into this burnout mode because we didn't take time for ourselves. Yeah, and I would say like in terms of schoolwork and planning, definitely have time during the day, especially when you're on campus or in between classes where you have planned schoolwork. But honestly, when you get out of that time, I would say have a plan, but don't follow it religiously. So if people Mm -hmm. invite you to things, if things pop up, whether it's like a speaker or event on campus or your friends are all going somewhere, Mm -hmm. I think it's important to be flexible and realize that you only get so much time in college and you're going to be able to work for the rest of your life. Yep. <laughs> I guarantee it. But you're not going to always going to be able to go to all these things with your friends or have these mm-hmm. memorable moments. So don't plan yourself um, too strictly in school or to the point where you can't do those things. Yeah. Just this last Sunday, um, we were going to have a meeting or whatever. And like before the meeting, I was like, okay, this is like still me time. I don't think I'm doing any more work. And then I was invited to play basketball with some friends and Jason was there. And that was, that was very fun. Uh, we kept saying, play one more game, one more game. We got real close to the meeting time, but you know, we <laughs> still close. made it to the He meeting. was late. Just <laughs> they, were, they were both late, actually. They were both late, um, just so that you guys know. But, but we're, I, we're happy you guys got that leisure time. And, yeah, yeah, it really reduced my stress, honestly. <laughs> um, yes. But there's one thing I, I think I really want to talk about. This is one I really want to talk about. Okay. How has your ability to manage time developed over your course of college? Because I think there's something... I want to point out. I think there's a lot of people who maybe like me. I think uh, somebody who does engage in a lot of like YouTube, a lot of other things when they're supposed to be doing work, and they say they want to do work, and they end up just not doing the work and doing something completely different. Um, the first step, I think, for me to really start changing was kind of planning out my time and then seeing what was happening. And I think that identifying what motivates you intrinsically is very important. So you're not just motivated by those extrinsic um, motivators. But then also, once you have that plan, um, I think somebody mentioned something about like focus. I think what like, um, in the same way that physical activities kind of have you focus on something else and like you can focus on it, you're not distracted by like YouTube or any of those things. I think that's the key to being able to do work. It's about what your mind is on. I think it's the thing that bridges motivation and action. It's like, I need to actually be able to focus. 
So I think being able to remove like some of those distractions, if you're like, I need to get work done, remove those distractions and think about the work. Because if you're looking at work, but in your mind, just thinking of YouTube, you're going to watch YouTube. You're not going to do work. <laughs> so it is the thing of developing your ability to focus on something at a, one thing at a time. And that's something that I feel like I've been developing um, over the course of my college career, my ability to focus. That's so good. I'm happy that that has happened for you. Yes. Um, <laughs> I, I'm trying to get there, I think. <laughs> I think, well, something that was really interesting that Ashley and I found in one of the articles that was uh, titled First Year College Students Time Use, Self-Regulation and GPA, um, was that students over-perceived how much time they actually spent studying. And then I realized that I would get to the end of my day and say, well, I did so much work today. Look at my list of things that I did and see one thing checked off. <laughs> and it was because I would think about doing work and my mind would be telling me I need to do work and I would do one thing and then I'd feel so exhausted. And I think part of it too, like Ashley was saying, was that if you're not paying yourself back for the time that you're spending doing school, then you're going to feel that burnout and you're going to feel like you're doing a lot more than you're actually doing. So I think for me, what I've had to adjust over my time in college is paying myself back and not allowing me to say, oh, well, this leisure time isn't necessary. Leisure time is as necessary as classes are because it helps you do better in your classes. I think all of us have experienced how leisure and adding in those moments of free time really help us focus better when we get to doing schoolwork. Yeah, I think over the course of my time in college, the thing that has developed the most for me in order for me to manage time is just my priorities. I think when I came in as a freshman, I was so academic minded and academic focused that everything I did needed to revolve around that. And I dismissed a lot of things or a lot of memories or time spent with people because my priority was to be the most successful student. And I think over the course of my time, I've learned that it, I don't have to be the most successful student here. Like that should not be my goal. And my priority, as odd as it sounds, shifted more towards, I really want to be able to build community here, be able to connect to people on campus. And I feel like that is how I want to be remembered after I graduate. How successful I was in my classes isn't gonna matter as much as the connections that I made here. So shifting what I prioritize means that I'm not spending less time doing work, but I'm just changing how I'm spending my time. So when it comes to studying, like I'm splitting up the number of days that I'm studying, just taking in little small chunks that are manageable every single day. Yeah, I think that's, I would say a similar thing for me about like, I think I've improved in terms of incrementally dealing with a mm -hmm. lot of assignments. So because you have more long-term assignments in college, I think it's important to not get into a mindset of either when I get it, I'm definitely going to do it, or I'll just wait until it's right before the deadline. So like when I get it, I like to set up a little bit of time and just look at it, see if I understand it, work on it a little bit each day. But mm -hmm. at the same time, balancing working on it with understanding that you still have time. 
So don't stress about it if your 30 minutes working on it that day goes incredibly <laughs> terribly and you actually backslide and it doesn't even run anymore or work anymore <laughs> with our computer science program. Did you, did you flash back? I felt like you flash back and you're like, it doesn't even run anymore. I'm like, wait, yeah, what? The get program? A hold of the air. It's, it's not a past memory. It's a continuous experience. <laughs> but yeah, I, so I think that's been something big that I've really gotten a little bit better at and it's helped me. I think the other thing is understanding how you work. Um, so for me personally, if I'm reading a textbook or if there's something I have to read for a class, I pretty much have to do that in near privacy or quiet for it to work for me, for me to really get it and for that to go well. So make sure when I have my time on my own during the day, that's the kind of work that I focus on. But there's other work that like I like to do in groups with friends, like in study groups, that I can work on a math problem while people are around me and still like also engage with them. And it actually makes it more enjoyable to do that. So just knowing where, what kind of environments you need to work in to do certain work and making sure that you're allocating the time to kind of fit whatever style of work you have. I struggle with that so much freshman year. <laughs> I would, I'm not a big group learner. And where did I study all freshman year? <laughs> in groups. <laughs> and I was like, why am I not like retaining this information? Because I am studying groups and that is not how I study. And that's not how I studied in high school. It's never been the way that I've learned before. And I brought myself to college and just said that, oh, I'm going to start learning a different way. That's not what's best for me. So then I started studying by myself or in my room or in the library just alone. And I started doing a lot better because that is the way that I learn. And I think that knowing how Jason was saying, knowing where and when you learn best is really going to set yourself up for success. Yeah, and it's oftentimes, for me, it's much different for when I'm completing assignments and trying to be productive and then when I'm studying. Because when I need to complete assignments or attend online classes or whatever, I'm really good in the mornings. I'm, I don't really consider myself a morning person, but I know I get work done in the mornings. Um, and usually, like, if there's, like, a window or, like, natural lighting, it helps me because I kind of get up with the sun. Um, and then... Later in the day, I get lazier, and then my friends start asking, oh, like, you want to go do this, that, and the third. So I know I'm not going to get any work done. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to studying, I think I, just like I've noticed in high school or um, different times of my life, that when I'm studying for other people and teaching other people concepts, or at least talking to other people about concepts, it helps solidify it in my mind better. So I tend to want to study in groups. Yeah, I would say some of the stuff that Aaron brought up about being a morning person is interesting. So I would say that's something important to consider when you're scheduling your classes. Absolutely. I like to have a lot of early classes, especially early on in college, because I said, if I get it, can get up for this early class, then I've got the day in front of me. I know I'll have enough time to get my work done. Um, but for other people, it might be maybe you're not a morning person and you need that little bit of extra bit of sleep um, in the morning. I'm also even like the, the gaps between classes. I like to schedule a lot of my classes back to back. I don't know if that's actually the best way to do it, but I just did it that way. But you might want to have a small gap between classes. So you go to a class, you sit and listen to a professor, then you go do some work. And when you're tired of doing work, you go to another class. So when you do have function, like uh, flexibility in scheduling, those are just some things to think about is how you want to schedule that time. For sure. I think that I... Freshman year, I put all of my classes in the afternoon. I was like, oh my gosh, this is great. I'm going to get up late, sleep in, get some lunch, then go to class. And that was not good for me because I would get back from class and it'd be so late and I'd eat dinner and then I'd want to go to sleep. 
So when, when am I doing work? When am I doing homework? When am I studying? Because I'm getting up late and I'm going to class, but then I don't want to study afterwards. But once I started putting my classes in the morning, like what Jason is saying, you think that is bad, but it's actually really helpful. Like today I was done by 11 a.m. and I can just study and do work until like three or four tonight and have my whole afternoon open. I think that's amazing. That's pretty funny because I actually put my, my classes in the afternoon. And what I do is that I wake up early and I do work. I do my work, I do study, whatever, do all that stuff. And then I go to my classes when I'm not, then because I lose my self-discipline. So if I'm in a class, I don't need to have as much self-discipline. It's kind of like I'm kind of using that mm-hmm. external motivation and in, in extrinsic motivation to my advantage. And then when I get back home, I'm really tired from everything and I'm not going to do any work. So, yeah. Yep. But do also be like open to change as you're going through college. Mm-hmm. I mean, I came to college thinking I would be a like 8 a.m. person, early morning person, and I would go to bed at like 10 p.m. because that's what happened in high school. And that's not what happened freshman year. <laughs> <laughs> One night when I had four 8 a.m. freshman year, Terry and I were at cookout with some friends at like 3 or 4 a.m. Yes. And I got back and like in three hours I had to go to class. I think my, I only fell asleep once in that class, but that was the only time I've fallen asleep in a class in college. Oh, falling asleep in a class in college. Yeah. So I just said, be aware also when you're going through college that like what you think about time and how you want to manage your time is going to change. Yeah. And obviously adjust to that and consider maybe I need some later classes because my friends hang out late at night and I want to be there mm-hmm. um, and try and adjust to that as time goes on. <laughs> Which is just a random funny thing, but I've always been surrounded by people who nap. So like Taryn naps, yeah. my freshman roommate napped, but I cannot nap, like t- never have been able to. And so I just think it's so funny to think about like how we schedule our days because I know myself that like by five o'clock, I'm not really going to have a lot of motivation because I didn't have a nap. <laughs> so, but yeah. That's so funny. I, I have the same problem, Ashley. I cannot nap. So like if you ever see me That's try crazy. to take a nap in the middle of the day, that means that like all my motivation is gone from me. And I also have <laughs> nothing relevant to my life to do. I have to struggle to not nap. <laughs> that is hilarious. To me. Like on the weekends, I will all you always find me napping. If I lose an hour of sleep, that means like three hours, like Later in the day, I have to take a nap. Naps so. are so good. Naps, yeah. Friday afternoon naps hit different. Yes. They're oh so good. <laughs> They're so good. But yeah, I, I think naps are definitely necessary for me. But that's, I mean, everything is so individualistic mm-hmm. in college, which I used to look at people when they put their classes. And I'd be like, oh, I should put my classes where they put their classes. But that's not the case. Mm-hmm. Like, be make sure you're you're looking at your schedule as an individual because I didn't always do that. Um and also, like, accounting for time to eat, time to do chores. I know that Ashley and I were talking last night. The dishes are always, like, you always have dirty dishes, and you're always washing dishes. You're always putting dishes away. It's a lot. But just account for those things in your, your day-to-day life as well. Yeah. The last thing I would add on this topic is, because we touched on a couple different times, how, like, you need to know what works for you. Don't be comparative with other people when it comes to your workload, your schedule, anything mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Because my roommate last year was an engineer. He was in statics and dynamics, one of the hardest classes oh. at the college. So obviously he's going to be more busy than me. And I might have other roommates who are in easier majors or just happen to be in easier classes for their major at that point. The fact that they are or are not working doesn't mean that you have to be doing the same thing as them. So just be aware that like 
people have different schedules and that doesn't mean that you need to be matching what other people are doing because you don't. Absolutely. Well, I'm so happy that we got to discuss this. I think it's something that I really needed to hear from other students freshman year just about, you know, being an individual and when to schedule my classes and just having that intrinsic motivation and and using extrinsic motivation to my to to benefit me. So uh, I think this was a great conversation that we got to have today. Absolutely. I think I need to go burn the rest of my meal slides for this semester. Uh, <laughs> but before I do that, do we have any final thoughts on the subject? No, I think we're good. No. All right, then. Thank you for listening to our conversation today. We hope you enjoyed it and hope you got something useful out of it. Share our podcast with your friends and family. Keep an eye out for our next episode and our co-authored dystopian novel coming sometime. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. yes. We all created superhero identities. And you we'll think we're that. <laughs> yeah, this is legit. This isn't like the merch. This is real. <laughs> Yo, wait for our bonus episode. Bye. <laughs> Bye.